Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Is it is it the Canadian Game Devs podcast or the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast? I think I've asked before. Uh, what does the script say? I say CanadianGameDevs.com. In the feed, I think it says .com as well, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I guess, no I guess calls, it's the .com pod. No one calls their podcast like just the name of their website. That's kind of lame. Maybe we should come up with something else. Yeah, it's CanadianGameDevs.com in the feed. Yeah, if I go to iTunes, it says CanadianGameDevs.com on Apple Podcasts. Ah, well, we'll stick with that for now. Uh, this is episode number 192, uh, an unnecessarily long amount of words in French, if you were going to say that. It's coming out <laughs> July 19th, 2021 for patrons, uh, July 21st for everyone else. Holy moly, Steve, end of July here. I actually do want to know what 192 is in French uh, set out because... Um, it's an absurd language in, in French. Every time French comes up, I think of that Futurama joke where uh, he has like a, the professor has like a uh, machine that will, he says like, all it does is just, it translates into some forgotten stupid language. <laughs> and he says, hello. And he's like, bonjour. It's like stupid machine. <laughs> so in French, it's sans catcher vingt deuce, which I think is a hundred four twenty twelve. Because oh, it's like 100, and then 420s is 80, and then 12 gets you to 92. It's the dumbest language ever conceived. Um, but that's okay, because this language is in God's English. Uh, it's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada, an English Protestant exclusive nation. Or wait, which <coughs> one's the Catholics? Are they French? Mm-hmm. Were they the um, Protestants or the French? I don't know. There was a whole fight. Um, we cover the games made in Canada. My name's Steven. It's spelled with a P H and A, so you think it's Stefan like a Frenchie, but it's not. Uh, it's Steven. And joining me, of course, is Steve, which is Steven spelled P-H-E, but we just say Steve. And people never have gotten confused by that. And uh, we're just going to keep rolling with that. We're supported by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Back us there for two-day early access to the pod, game giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and the knowledge you're helping us do what we do here on this site. Our top tier patron and recent guest on the show, Eric Beer, is still looking for anyone interested in talking at, participating in, or showcasing their game at Game Slice 2021, the premier in-person, now online, digital game dev meetup slash showcase slash speaker event happening, usually in London, Ontario, the second coolest London on the planet, but this year it's online. So if you're in London, the real one, you could also watch it. Uh, you can go to thebotbook.com to see all of Eric's work, as well as check out uh, GameSlice at gameslice.joydrop.co. Wow, crush that, Steve. Of course, top the show. If you want to help out uh, with a lot of the recovery and counseling efforts going on around all of the survivors of various residential, quote-unquote, schools across <coughs> this land. Bless you, Steve. Check Sorry. out the Indian Residential School Survivors Society link at the top of the show notes. Uh, they're doing amazing work over there helping out um, with, you know, uh, helping people who are dealing with trauma, uh, helping people uncover, you know, whether their family were at the end of these schools, um, connecting genealogies and such. They're doing great work and uh, you should support them if all of the stuff going on really bothers you. You want to put your money where your mouth is. Uh, Steve and I, we're also throwing around ideas about maybe every week picking a new cause that we'd like to use our tiny platform to help direct people towards. So starting, starting next week, Steve, we'll pick a new cause each week that we, we believe in to help highlight on the show. Yeah, I'm done with that. We'll make them pay for it. No, I'm just, 
<laughs> uh, we got some jobs as well. Paperwork up here. I didn't do the paperwork sound effect last week. I realized until I listened to it again. Oh also, yeah, Eric's... I meant to trip you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, at one hundred percent, I'll trip myself as well. Uh, and Eric said he's sorry for his typewriter uh, sounding keyboard. Uh, it's okay, Eric. Honestly, um, Sebastian's keyboard was worse, so everyone go make fun of him. Oh, I Leak in Toronto, a studio, not a uh, you know drip in your faucet, is looking for a senior Unity developer as well as a couple other roles. And Gene Leggett, one of our friends, dear patrons, and uh, friends of the show, will be looking for a part-time producer in the next one to three months. One to three months? Yeah. So you can follow them on Twitter at Gene Leggett, J-E-A-N-L-E-G-G-E-T-T. Check them out. Uh, events. Lots coming up. As we get into the fall, uh, Friday, August 6th, Dancewing Games is having a game writer working group, which will be online. Quote, low-key, online social is specifically geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space. Bring in progress projects to work on or start something new and be prepared for a supportive co-working session. Friday, August 6th, 6.30. Monday, August 9th, if you want to get a, another event in the same, same weekend-ish, uh, Unity Club from Dancewing Games, also happening at 6.30 Eastern time for both these events. Uh, have a Unity project, Steve, or many that you're working through right now? Me, personally? I guess. Yeah. Technically one. <laughs> technically one. Uh, hang and chat with pals and challenges, techniques, and learning paths. And more. So that's exciting. Of course, Game Slice coming back this fall. Sixth season, I believe. Of It's not seasoned. It's, uh, I don't know. What do you call it when it's annual? Mm. Sixth. One. Uh, September 21st to Thursday, September 23rd during the week. Uh, back for six year game slice offers industry game slice offers industry game professionals a space to gain valuable feedback on their from their industry peers and collaborative and exciting environment uh so yeah check that out gameslice.joydrop.co and friday october 22nd game dev atlantic is returning i'll be there online a day-long conference that celebrates and fosters the growth of the game developed industry in atlanta canada uh, all those in the show notes Ooh, shuffle some papers there steve i tell you what? Uh, beginning really into King of the Hill lately, Steve. It's oh, how are you watching it? Where are you watching it? Downloaded uh, or downloaded it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not on the streaming service. It's so annoying. I want to watch it. Disney owns it, so I mean, they they put Simpsons. They put some stuff on Disney Plus that's super not Disney. You know what I mean? So you know, I could see them potentially doing it. I wonder. If, uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I wonder if just because it's like. He's like a Southern Republican or whatever. I wonder. No. If, is there is there moments be. where? I mean, I mean, it's there's not, one where I they sneak say back any... into America, like they just climb a fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, man. No, 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 no. If uh, if all of the Family Guy stuff and they have Justin Roiland's new show on there and mm, a mm. bunch of Fox stuff on there, yeah, no, mm. there's. I can't think of a good reason it's not on there yet. So yeah, people should check out King of the Probably just waiting for a little bit. No, so like, good. The episode where. Uh, his wife goes to, or no, uh, Luann goes to vote uh, communist. This is one of the best episodes ever. Uh, and, and Bobby is like, I think the greatest anime character ever made. Yeah, I'm, that show is so good. I remember watching, like, I remember it was on when I was in like grade school. And then I didn't watch the later like couple seasons because that's when I went to university or whatever. And I always wanted to like go back and just... I want to. It's the next show I want to like binge, but it's not on or anything. I could, uh, I could, I could make it happen if you want. Mm. Put on, put on USB. You should too. We'll late talk. That stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Your people talk to my people. Uh, but right now, let's talk about releases, Steve. Four games that we were able to pick out 
from the Canadian developers across this nation. First up, coming at us out of Ottawa, Ontario, Radio Viscera. Pardon my cat, if anyone heard that, just knocked a huge box off the table and then ran away. I don't know if that picked up. Anywho, Radio Viscera is a fast-paced top-down shooter without bullets. Interesting. Hurl enemies into brutal traps and blast your way through walls with your air cannon in this bloody arcade action game. Of course, covered on wishlist this before. Steve and I are pretty hyped about it. Looks like some wonky, wonky ragdoll physics. You got basically just a big air cannon and you're just blasting the enemies around like ragdolls, um, throwing them into spinning saw blades or launching explosive barrels at them so they blow up into little pieces that then hit the saw blades that then get into hitting the smaller pieces. Looks absurd. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, it looks sweet. The the physic I always like the ragdoll physics stuff. It's always like, mm-hmm. fun. Um, oh, when when they when they hit a spike, they literally just explode. Yeah. Into, I could play this uh, on my upcoming Steam Deck. Ooh, I got one too. We should talk about that in the news though. Yeah. Uh, it's that kind of semi Canadian related, but yeah, uh, Viscera. I'm just getting is you know how like uh, there was a time where pretty much every video game review that dealt with like any sort of gory game was like this visceral experience. Mm. Uh, was like the overused adjective. Um, I just like that radio viscera. Like, is viscera on its own a word? Because viscera, the internal organs in the main cavities of the body, especially those in the abdomen. Well, that's fitting. Also an American professional wrestler. Um, good. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> 18 bucks, 20% off until... Ooh, patrons, you have time. Uh, everyone else, you just missed it. Uh, so if you want to get be a patron off, should have been a patron. There you go. You, you get you know about these things if you're a patron. See, similar to games you've played, my friend Pedro, Blood Bullets Bananas. Good. I was okay with that game. Hmm. High praise indeed. Uh, seven user reviews so far. Let's check out any funny ones. Sort by. I, ch- I checked the sorted by funny. The the top funny one isn't funny. This game came out on my cousin's birthday. It's pretty sick. That's not funny. Try again, yeah. Pinocchio. Uh, coming at us from Toronto, Ontario, another wish. I just assume every game we talk about has been on wish list. This once it comes out. Okay. Mm. I'm just going to just going forward. Raptor boyfriend, colon, a high school romance, a dating sim about a teen girl who moves to a small secret community of cryptids, romance, a magical fairy, a sensitive Sasquatch and a bold velociraptor, a satirical nineties teen drama about trying to find love in your last year of high school. Wow. What a strong pitch. Um, Already getting some very positive reviews on Steam. Also has a discount until July 22nd. Patrons, you've got time if you're listening to this the day it came out or after before noon. Uh, $13.16 Canadian cents. What are you going to do? Buy two Starbucks coffees or Raptor Boyfriend colon a high school romance? I think the decision is clear. Do you think there's two dinosaur high school games coming out of canada you know what you're right out of um toronto no the other one's in uh montreal the other one's but, co-op um, right yeah it's montreal yeah co-op co-op <coughs> i can't say it in french uh raptor boyfriend looks very cute i would personally off the top of my head have to go fairy would be my would be my uh pursuant love interest in this high school romance how about you steve do you like shy sasquatch bold raptor or magical where, you, fairy? where do you see these well, they're just in the description, and then there's the three there. But um, oh no, they caught the they caught the raptor skinny dipping in the trailer. Ooh, mm. ooh. Mm. Oh man, Steve in the top gif, uh, she's like got the old like corded phone next to her bed, <laughs> and you like punch in the number. Does that, That's what I'm saying, that, man. It's 90s. Any memories? Any memories, Steve? All right, we can move on now. Let's. Oh yeah, we can move on. Uh, <laughs> check that out. 
third release this week coming at us out of Toronto and St. Catharines in Ontario. Tri- Traversal. Uh, I was pretty excited about this game. This is the one that took me really a while to figure out how to describe, but then I settled on. It's like that Mario Galaxy mechanic where you pull Mario between things by by like clicking a, a peg from an overhead view, and then that creates a line to the thing you're trying to move and like pulls it toward it in zero G whoops. Yeah. My mic. And I think that's an okay way to describe it. It looks great. Uh, award winning casual spatial puzzle game that mixes chill with challenge. Um, yeah. Shout out to them. Comics X games exhibitor 2k 2020 one, uh, a snack for your brain is how they call it. Um, it's got a demo and it's out now for 13 bucks. Nice. Yeah. What do the reviews have to say? Just a great time. Chill out, solve puzzles, and get lost in this wonderful experience. Wow. Oh, Pixelnauts underscore Alex left there of you. Shout out to them. Uh, wish us Rocket Rumble. Uh, Montreal, uh, Quebec, is giving us some new Streets of Rage for DLC. Steve, tell me about this. I actually didn't even know it uh, came out, but Jason, let me... Uh... Yeah, you were talking to someone about it in our Discord who was also very excited about this <laughs> DLC. I was talking to someone about it on Twitter. Um, Jason Canham, who's uh, the founder of... Uh, what is it? It's Household oh, they Games. Made a, yeah, Way of the Path of yeah, way, Fist, right? Yeah, exactly. So he, he was tweeting about it um, and saying that was like pretty sweet. And then I was like, oh, I, I kind of forgot that. I, I didn't forget about Street Rage 4, but I forgot about the DLC was even coming out. Mm. So he yeah, had, we talked about it. It's like Mr. Not Mr. X. There's like a big X in it somewhere, right? Uh, I think it is. Actually is his name is actually Mr. X. Mr. Wow, X might no have been, I think because Mr. X was the bad... If I'm remembering correctly, Mr. X was the bad guy in the, fir- like the first three games. And then you fight uh, Mr. and Mrs. Y, like his twin. Oh, it is Mr. X. Twin. Yeah. It's called the Mr. X Nightmare DLC. Uh, from Nintendo Life, three days ago, Datomu apologizes unreservedly as Streets of Rage 4 DLC is unavailable on Switch. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Guess sucks to have a Streets of Rage 4 on Switch and want to try the DLC. I do have that game on... Oh. Hmm. You yeah, he... on Switch? I thought you got the physical copy, too. I right? have the physical copy on Switch. I have it. It's on Game Pass, and I have it downloaded on PS4. We sit, uh, <laughs> but I haven't even opened out. up the Switch version. I have it, like... I have it... Uh, still sealed so one day um, one day i'll pay for sophia's college with that game good it looks <laughs> like uh they're they're on it and working on it so it's not like it's not coming to switch mm. um they said we're working on it right now sorry about that uh, any content creators who got a code you'll still be able to download it but like people can't buy it right now and we're sorry so hey take your time steve's not op- not even opened his game yet you got you got you got time well i, I played on ps4 Oh right! It has oh, a, yeah, so it got a already. decent amount of trophies too, which is uh, pretty. Sweet. What's a decent amount of trophies for a DLC, Steve? Like it has eight trophies. Looks like five silvers, two, three bronzes. I like that's that. more than the entirety of Firewatch, <laughs> DLC included. Fire. Oh yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's it for all the games and DLC out this week. Moving on to the news, uh, Toronto-based studio Vertex Pop, one of my all-timers is releasing a physical copy of Super Crush KO, which I will instantly be purchasing with my credit card. Just shout <laughs> to them. You don't I will Super also Crush be KO. purchasing one with your credit card. So Thank you. We got two coming from me. Uh, they're doing a Steelbook that looks cool. I love Steelbook, Steve. I don't have any Switch Steelbooks except for Smash Ultimate. Um, oh, no, you play the main girl's name is Karen? I didn't know that. I wonder if that was before or after the Karen meme. I feel like... Or maybe, they're, maybe they're trying to reclaim Karen, you know, for like 
good people. Yeah. Fragile yeah. friends. My real. aunt's name's Karen, and she's really nice, super aggressive. So yeah, we were less, uh, we were in the we were we were in line for ice cream earlier today, and they played Stacy's mom on the radio. Stacy's mom, and I was like, man, poor any girl whose name Stacy when that <laughs> show came out, and and man. my wife was like, yeah, I worked with someone who was a teenager when that show came on, and, no, and uh, was single mom and girl, and her name was Stacy, and she she hated that song. <laughs> man, anywho, uh, Super Crush KO is. One of my favorite games ever, and I think I've said it was my favorite Canadian game of last year. I think or so, Death yeah. Or Near Nocturne. I forget. Oh, One of those two. Who remembers? That was so long ago, Steve. Um, pre-orders go live July 22nd, so the day after this goes up for everyone, at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So what's that? Like 10 Pacific to my time, and the rest of the country doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love the Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and Alberta. Um, in Newfoundland. In Newfoundland. Yeah, no. Yeah. They're a half hour ahead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, weird. I think it's this. like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You remember on CBC, it would be like 10 o'clock, 10.30 in Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, it would always be like the last one they say. Cause it's yeah, like, why one. is it a half? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> I time. Don't know it. We, we've been over this. Time zones are dumb. No, fake. time zones are not dumb. <laughs> half hour time zones are dumb. Especially because I don't think there's any other place in the world that has a half hour time zone. That's a bold, hold on, places. But then, like, China, yeah. the entire country oh, of China is all in one time. Despite yeah, because it's more efficient. It would, it would, because uh, it would, it would really be, like, over four or five time zones, but they're just over one. All right, Steve, here you go. The Chatham Islands in New Zealand are 45 minutes ahead of the next oh time zone. Oh, my God, that's terrible. I, <laughs> Iran is 30 minutes ahead of the next tie zone. What? Uh, what really? else we got? Uh, Newfoundland is on here. Yeah, of course. Uh, Hawaii is five hours behind eastern and two hours behind pacific no that's not i don't know why this is on here uh and then a bunch of stuff about daylight savings 45 minutes is terrible i fucking hate that (laughs) yeah that's that's gotta be annoying that's gotta be such a pain all right steve next bit of news today comes at us from montreal who oh i mixed up the name of the studio hold on um they're releasing Uh, a new game breaking walls Breaking Walls is bringing us away, colon, the survival series. Coming to PlayStation 5, climb, leap, and glide your way through this playable documentary. Coming to PS5 late this summer. Uh, Do as the sugar gliders do. You'll be able to explore on the ground and by air. Glide your way through this lush forest as you thread between branches. Don't forget to dodge and barrel roll to avoid trouble. Do these guys actually barrel roll? That's hype, if true. Yeah, do that? I don't know. I mean, they're they're pitching it as like an actual documentary sort of style, like learn about the life of a sugar glider. So I, I don't know. I'm sure they have to like spice up the gameplay a bit, but huh? Yeah, weird. Play, play a real nature documentary, and they announced photo mode. That makes uh-huh. sense. And one of these gifts you're playing as a uh, like one of those uh, praying mantises flying around. So maybe there'll be other things. Stalk your prey and eat it too. Yeah, I'm watching some of the gifts on the PlayStation blog. It looks it looks pretty cool. To be honest, I completely forgot about this game until uh, until I saw like the tweets go out and it's coming to PS5 and stuff. Is it still for this year? Later this summer? Oh, later this uh, summer? Yeah, later this summer. Oh, nice, cool. You gonna get it on your PS5? Uh, if I get it, I'll get it on PS5. I don't know if I'll cop it like day one. With decades of experience working on AAA titles such as Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, and Far Cry, our team has spent the past five years developing our first game, Away. Remember Very that cool. Scorpion game on uh, Wii? No. It was like a, I think it was like a, you played as like a scorpion and a tarantula. I forgot huh. what it was called. 
I mean, I would love to play as a tarantula, personally. I'm well, not. You... Uh, scorpions freak me out. Tarantulas freak um, me out. Anyways, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I I will take a look at this, but I'm not like overly hyped for it. I kind of forgot about it. I'm not really into like photo mode stuff and mm-hmm. and all that. And like, a, I'm not super interested in a documentary of squirrels. I guess this is kind of the game <laughs> I'd be like if my like aunt or someone was like recommend like hey what's a good game for my like niece or nephew i'm like oh this one's like educational <laughs> at the same time you know like yeah uh something like that yeah deadly and, creatures uh, on Wii. the game allows players to play as tarantula and a scorpion engaging in combat against other creatures awesome video games rule <laughs> <laughs> february 9th 2009 you were like four years old so I'm just- yeah, i was i was in the infancy actually um uh, also coming at us today from Montreal, Steve, from the Studio Three Mind Games, the protagonist, colon, EX-1, is leaving Early Access, has left Early Access by the time anyone's listening to this audio file, uh, in the protagonist, colon, EX-1. You're a highly trained soldier on a mission to infiltrate an alien space station that goes horribly wrong. I hate it when that happens. Uh, looks like it's a turn-based strategy tactical game with aliens, sci-fi mm-hmm. themes. I'm just reading Steam tags right now. Has it got any good Steam reviews yet? A promising sci-fi tactical turn-based RPG. Oh, this is reviews from Early Access. Do we got any new reviews? Let me see. Date was- range. Uh, let's go... Let- oh, we can't filter by that. Uh, review type. All the reviews are positive. That's good. I like this dude just punching this robot. It looks pretty sweet. <laughs> Man, I can't find any non-early access reviews yet. Um, but all that to say, uh, if you want a cool alien-themed sci-fi turn-based RPG, cough, Aaron, cough. I don't know if you like sci-fi actually. Uh, check out protagonist EX-1, Montreal-based Three Mind Games. Last bit of news today, Steve. Whole bunch of news coming out of TennoCon, which of course is the annual Warframe-focused convention. Now is online this year for obvious reasons. Uh, they announced the new war in all caps on their website, our most ambitious cinematic <laughs> quest yet. Um, I've had trouble getting into Warframe. I've tried a couple times. Shout out to Selin for my friend for helping me trying to get into that plate a bit. War has arrived. The sentients fire the opening barrage in a conflict that will reach every corner of the system. Will longtime enemies in the origin system be able to unite to take on Ballas era and the sentient threat? Or will, or will fragile alliances buckle under the burden of repelling full-scale invasion? Steve, I'm not betting. Money. Actually, that's not true. We bet a lot. But I would put my money on Ballas, Era, and uh, the other one. No, I don't know. they're the bad guys. I, I don't know anything <laughs> that you just uh, said. I'll put my money on the good guys winning, is all I'll say. That's fair. Um, um, but... I like Mainly. Warframe. I'm just stuck on like, I, like anytime I go the last two or three times, I'm like stuck at like a particular spot. I just don't want to grind for it and, and whatnot. But, I hate grinding. But the bigger announcement that for me at least is the mm-hmm. cross play and cross save, which is pretty sweet. And it's, it's in development. Save. Yeah. And cross save. That's huge. Yeah. Um, so shout outs to them. If I could sit down on my couch, put my head back, you know, crack open a cold one and play some Warframe with my buddy Steve and my friends on PC. Wow. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. I'm so excited. All right, let's talk about Steam Deck. All this Warframe news for nerds. Check out all these links in the show notes. <laughs> show notes. Steve, big news story this week. No real Canadian angle here, but we're going to talk about it. Steam Deck's out uh, for pre-order. 
which is probably sold out now. Actually, now that I think about it, let me go to the front page. I think the last time I saw it was like you. The, it was for like October or um, Q two of next. Yeah, Q two. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Expected order availability Q two twenty twenty two. There's three models. If you somehow weren't on the internet this past week, or are my dad listening to this, uh, the Steam Deck is basically the Switch, but if Valve made it and was good, is essentially the vibe I'm getting so far. It's kind of combining a lot of features from a lot of failed Steam and Valve hardware, like the much maligned, but I actually kind of liked it, Steam Controller, which had these... there's There's a really hard design challenge of translating a Steam game like civilization which requires like a precise mouse clicking on a map to a controller that isn't a mouse and they sort of solve that by having these two touch pads one for your left thumb one for your right thumb that kind of work as like you you would put both on the middle and then sort of push up to the left and that would like bring it up to the left and you kind of use these in tandem to like move the the mouse around and it worked really well for me in my opinion but the interesting thing about the steam deck is it also has two analog sticks as mm-hmm. well as a d-pad and abxy and in the gifs on their website steve they're showing someone playing an fps with the left stick and the right touchpad which is really interesting because you know, moving a character with a left stick always feels good. Like first person, third person. I, I really like moving a character with a left stick. But what really trips people up, especially coming from PC, is the right stick to aim. Like you can tell just watching gameplay whether someone's playing a, an FPS on a mouse keyboard or a controller. So having that right touchpad that lets you have like a, a finer control over your, your range, al- almost like a mouse, it obviously won't feel the same, is what's really interesting to, for me about this uh, piece of hardware. So we both ordered one, um, and uh, I think we're both very interested. Also, like, right out of the box, your entire Steam library. Yeah, that's the thing for me. Like, like the whole portability thing is, like, what's key. Like, I would be playing my Switch way more if it was a fucking actual, legit, good system. But because... I can like play it while Sophia, my daughter is like watching TV or whatever. That's like the key part of it. So <clears throat> the fact that this is coming out and we'll have, I don't have a big steam library, but I have a mm. decent amount of games. Like I feel like I can actually like kind of play them now. Cause I could just like chill on the couch and let Sophia watch TV while I play it. That's like, you know, Dave of war in our discord on Twitter. He was like, this is key for dads. <laughs> like mm. this is this opens up for deck. dads. The yeah, Steam the, Dad Deck. Yeah, it's literally got deck in the name, Steve. Dads for, love decks. For me, that's like that's where it comes from. So I got the sixty four gig because like I would never play Doom or any of the big games on this thing anyways because I would always mm. just play those on PS five. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes but sense. Like, but like all the like indies that I kind of get. Plus we're gifted. You know we're gifted Steam games quite often and, and whatnot and. Yeah, we're pretty hashtag blessed. um, For sure. And so that's this is like where I see playing it. So I got the 64 gig because I I was trying to get the 256, but it just wasn't working out for me. But I ended up getting 64 gig and... I'm totally yeah, the, amount, the amount of times that devs will send us like a code to check something out. I'm like, Steve, you want Steam or Switch? You're like, Switch, 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 Switch. But now that it's like the Steam Switch. Oh, I'm so Oh, everything's now Steam. Like exactly. Yeah, for sure. Steam, like Steam, Steam's ecosystem, I think, is w- obviously way more fleshed out than Nintendo's. And like, I I share Steam libraries with like four of my friends. So my Steam library is like a thousand fifteen hundred games. I don't know, but it's just because we're all sharing Steam libraries and we can play them whenever someone else isn't playing their that game right now. It's yeah. incredible, Steve. Like, if it works, like if it just works, it just works. 
It, I just, have, it just works. I have okay. 97 games for as a comparison. <laughs> we should we should stay, we should share them. They specifically uh, in interviews were talking about the tech they built into the controllers so they won't drift. Which like they they know what they're doing, Steve. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! And there's for some reason like six. Or, okay, so there's R1, R2, R3, R4. Yeah, those then, back buttons I'm not crazy about. I'm just like, oh, I really hope those are kind I of... I mean, you, you need them because, like, everything that a Steam game would use, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, or, like, Q, E, R, F, mm. 4, you need buttons on there. But isn't um, that what the YXBA is for? Like, Yeah, like, that'll be your, uh, like, a lot of your main functions. But there's so many, like, especially strategy games or, like, like really intense games that nerds play that are going to need more buttons. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And like those fans are massive. I'm looking at that rotating gif right now on the top of the steam page. I'm very impressed. Uh, if it works, uh, Gabe did a bunch of interviews this week and he said the price point is quote unquote painful for valve. So that's good. Cause they need to feel some heat. Uh, yeah. I got the the five twelve gigabyte one and you can obviously toss, toss another micro SD in there. Also, who knows what could I could cancel this? Like it's really like just getting the reservation. And if this turns into like the hot item next year, like the PS five and I get it and I'm like, well, I don't really want this, but I can just flip this for like another 400 bucks on top of what I paid for it. That's what you I was thinking. What? Like I was talking to Heather about it and she was like, well, why don't just reserve it? And then it's not until December. Like that's so yeah. far away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's we will all be dead by then, Steve. Yeah, the world <laughs> might just burn by that point. Yeah, so. the ocean's on fire. Reserve a Steam Deck. <laughs> Who knows? We're all the, the the moon is going to wobble in 2030, so we're we're going to die. I'm on I'm on a coast, Steve. What does oh, that mean for me? You're screwed. You good. might want to bounce before then. Yeah, I'll go. I'll move. I'll move inland. I'm near body tree. water too, actually. So. I don't think is there a tide though. Like it mainly just affects tides. Mm, I don't know. We'll I, guess, see. We'll see. I don't know. I, I'll find out. I'll tell. I'll let you know. Q. Let, ask me again. Twenty thirty. Whatever. Twenty thirty. Uh, <laughs> on episode five thousand. Whatever. <laughs> on episode five thousand. The Kingynivs. Dot com podcast. <laughs> the B button is too close to the edge, Steve. I'm looking at this, and it's like the curve of the controller to like hit the edge is like halfway. Uh, it starts halfway across. Mm, the oh yeah, I never even noticed that before. And I don't know. I just like my favorite controller is still the Xbox One controller. I love it for everything. It just feels the best in my hands. Um, and I love a flat face behind my buttons that I just like push into with my fat thumb and i can tell that b is just i'm just gonna push off the edge of that but yeah. i need to hold it it's also a touch screen too right so yes so i can play grind the other thing is they straight up in the uh yeah so in, you can, you can install epic game store <laughs> yeah no they were like straight up just because right now it's running steam whatever their linux thing uh but they were like yeah just install windows and download whatever you want obviously windows would be a huge hit to performance and probably battery life which is why they don't have it out of the box um, but yeah, if you want to just install whatever you want on this. Yeah. I was wondering if I could stream the PS five cause the PS five, like there's a PlayStation app on a computer that you can download to stream yeah. like, from to your, from your PS five. I was like, I wonder if I can do that. Like how it could work at all. You could also, uh, do all of the Xbox cloud streaming stuff. And then you already have a controller and yo, the, yeah, I'm very excited about steam deck. I hope it works. I really hope it works. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so that was the probably the big gaming news of the week, and of course, so many Canadian. Well, every Canadian game on Steam, it's just on Steam Deck now. Yeah, yeah, get fucked, um, Nintendo. Get fucked, Nintendo. Give us a OLED screen that we had since like 2011. Oh, that was embarrassing. The Vita means life, Steve. 
the Vitamins Life. Uh, let's move on to wishlist this. Every week on the show, I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that we're going to add to our wishlist right now. I'm doing a double dip this week. Uh, every game... <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, that we've done before is usually been new, but you know, sometimes sometimes a double dip if I'm, I'm struggling to find... Uh, new Canadian game, so of course, get us contact at canadiangames.com if you want us to cover your game. We want to talk about it. This game is coming up soon, Steve. It's called Lemnis Gate. It's by Ratloop in Montreal, Quebec. It's coming out... Oh, I miss. I didn't copy over the release date. Uh, it's coming out September, September 28th, 28th on Steam. But I think it's coming to Game Pass. Game Pass Lemnis Gate. I think it's coming to Game Pass sooner because it's coming... Uh, yeah, in August, it'll be on August 3rd, which is uh, like almost two whole months uh, sooner. It's coming to Game Pass uh, for Xbox Series XS1 and Windows 10, uh, included as part of Game Pass, which is why I want to highlight this now, because that's very soon. Mm-hmm. The pitch for this game is absurd, Steve. I-, I have trouble explaining it to people. I really just show people trailers to try and figure it out, but I'm going to read it for you here. It is a first-person shooter crossed with a strategy game that plays out in 25-second rounds. At the start of each round, you select one of seven operatives who has a unique set of skills to enter the time loop to either capture or destroy an objective. Whatever you decide to do in that 25 seconds is then saved and repeats with each player adding more and more operatives over five rounds. Very hard to pitch, which is why I'm really glad it's coming to Game Pass so that people low barrier yeah. to entry just checks checks this out, gets multiplayer servers filled up. Um, the the way I've been trying to pitch it to people is it's like if Super Time Force Ultra met Overwatch and was a first person hero based shooter. Because if anyone's played Super Time Force Ultra, it's essentially like ghosts of your character are also interacting with things after you die. Like the ghost keeps playing up to the point you died. Does that happen here though? I thought it's just like, yeah, you're so. Um, oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so there's each round's gonna be what's five times twenty five, fifty. Bro, hundred twenty five. Let's do this. Come on. How much is that in minutes? Two minutes. Every round's gonna be two minutes total. Well, two I guess the round the two, the, the two minutes plus five ha- seconds. Yeah, two minutes plus five seconds, but the the same 25 seconds, like every game will be front to back 25 seconds. You're just looping different heroes on top of that. And there's that chess element to it too, because I think you're locking in your hero. And I, th- and I think, uh, I don't know if you know what the other person's doing, but maybe like you send out the one with a turret first that sets up somewhere and just mows down their like mm. engineer class or something. Or and it's gonna, it's, there's going to be so many layers to it. I'm very excited to check it out. Yeah. Um, Does that have again, a crossplay? Uh, I don't know about crossplay. It'll be on. I assume it'll be working across all the Xbox stuff. I don't know about Steam. Oh, that helps. The studio's name is Ratloop Games Canada. That's a thank you guys. I know, right? I got that one. <laughs> Everyone should just do that for us. <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah. So August third on Xbox One, Series SX, and Windows, and then a couple uh, a month, two months later, essentially on Steam. What do you think, Steve? Oh, I, I think that, yeah, similar to what you're saying. The concept is sweet. It's difficult to explain. So, like, it's good that they got that Game Pass mm. going because the barrier to entry will be super low. Mm. Um, I think that could be pretty chaotic, though, like, especially the last, like, two rounds or whatever when it's when just going Yeah, crazy. then you got, like, eight. 
total fighters doing doing something. Yeah, I feel like even before then they should kind of. I I think yeah, it's difficult to explain. So you gotta like get it into people's hands. So you gotta offer like a demo or a free to play weekend or something like that pretty early on, mm-hmm. um, at least on PC and then Game Pass and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I mean it looks sweet. I can't wait. Uh, they did a beta. Um, mm. oh, it's coming to it, PlayStation too. So it looks like you can pre-order now to get into the beta, which goes live actually this Friday. Should I pre-order this, even though it's coming to Game Pass? I don't know. Mm. I kind of like. I'm really excited about this game, Steve. Can you mm. cancel pre-orders after? How much is a pre-order? Oh, twenty. Pre-order, it's only twenty dollars. That's not bad. Yeah, it's it's eighteen bucks, twenty percent off uh, pre-order, and then you get into the beta, which uh, comes with exclusive weapon skins, operative skins, drone skins, emblems. And the beta runs from Thursday, July 22nd to Monday, July 26th. It's a, it won a whole bunch of awards on the side here. It you should buy it. Fi- you, you should buy, buy it? it? Okay, yeah, I think I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, not buy it and just wait for you to tell me. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some impressions. I will be get it. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, try to stream it this weekend um, on twitch.tv slash kinggamedevs. Uh, yeah, this game, these people just need to see it and play it, I think. And uh, we'll see if it, if it pans out. Um, yeah, the pre-order is 20% off. Offer ends August 3rd. That makes sense, because then it's on Game Pass. Um, so it's the pre-order discount is only until the 3rd. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve, I gotta ask. Is Lemnus Gate from Raploop, Ratloop Games Canada on your Steam wishlist? Yes, it is. Excellent. Uh, next game today on wishlist. This is RC Rush by Team Monster Games in Ottawa, Ontario. It's coming out this year on Steam. Quote, RC Rush is an exciting arcade racing game featuring toy radio-controlled cars, win races to unlock career events, compete in head-to-head battles to unlock new vehicles, and level up your way to becoming the ultimate RC champion. Digging the uh, the promo art for this game. It's got some very good Tonka Trucks vibes. Um, this style of, like... Uh, um, toy, like obviously Rocket League's the big one, but I've been like Trackmania uh, from Ubisoft and and uh, other types of games. But this one feels to me much more like Tonka trucks. Like these are big monster wheel truck yeah. looking looking toy cars, um, running, a, driving around, knocking each other off, doing flips. One of these tracks is like around a pool in the backyard. Another one's uh, like a skateboard park. Another one's at like a like a classic um, um, sort of like mountain bike looking level where you know people put up like wooden beams to like mountain bike over you know what i mean mm-hmm. one of them's in a volcano um that's exciting there's um it has a vr as well there's a vr mode it's not Whoa. strictly vr but this title runs in both standard and vr modes for hmm. vive index and rift uh gamepad mouse keyboard seated standing tracked motion controllers holy moly steam's still learning about this game what do you think, Steve? Yeah, it reminds me of some of the like micro. Um, what were the games? Those like micro truck. I don't know. I can't remember. There was there's a few like I remember like basically truck racing games from like PC days that I had and mm. and N sixty four and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of that. Um, a little bit of Excite Truck too. I remember that one, the Wii, mm-hmm, Wii mm-hmm. launch game. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty sweet. I, I always liked the arcadey racers too more than like sim racers or whatever. And, Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is arcadey because you're like driving around in a fucking backyard. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> arcadey. The uh, game will be launching in early access, and they anticipate in being early access for six to twelve months. Similar to games you've played, Art of Rally, say less. Uh, 
yeah, I'm I'm interested in, in RC Rush, made in Ottawa. Shout outs. Uh, Steve, is RC Rush by Team Monster Games in Ottawa, Ontario on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Just bring this Next. bad boy over to Trudeau. Just show him. Hey, JT, uh, check it out. Um, my premiere recently came out and said they had a bunch of DUIs, which was funny. Oh, <laughs> we're having an election on the 17th. Oh, really? Trying to get ahead of that, yeah. August 17th, I guess? Not, not yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Do you know who you're voting for? I don't know, man. It's a joke out here. Mm. Like <laughs> the the liberals will win. They've won, like I don't know, for thirty or forty years. Um, as for who I'll vote for, uh, I don't know. The NDP lady is just not 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 vibing with me. I wish like she's the only one who's commented or replied to any of my posts anywhere on Facebook and or on Twitter. And so at least she has. And the interesting thing is, like, it was announced. The election was called on Friday, I think. And this morning I went for a walk with some friends to get brunch and her signs were everywhere. I didn't, I only saw NDP signs on my way to get brunch, oh. which was like, I, I was like, the liberals had the head start, you know, they were the ones who called the election, but no, the NDP signs were everywhere. So maybe, what do I know? Maybe, maybe we live in the dumb tie line. Maybe this will be <laughs> a, a twist, but, uh, if uh, I'll, I'd put in the bets, uh, I'd anticipate a, a healthy liberal majority on August 17th. All right. Well, you could put it in a bet. I'm yeah, I'd totally put it in a bet. Uh, the East Coast are, are sheeple, Steve. They uh, they like Donaire sauce and craft beers and liberals. So yeah, and lobsters and lobsters. Uh, next game today on wish list this is Slumber Claws by Copy Chaser Games in Calgary, Alberta. It's coming out this year on Steam. Quote from the creator of Speed Dating for Ghosts comes a new weird text adventure about death and sleep paralysis set in the late 1980s. Uh, if if uh, someone wasn't in tune with the indie game awards circuit, Speed Dating for Ghosts, big hit, um, did quite well. And this game will be uh, launching early access as well, and they anticipate... Uh, ooh, this all this text is out of date, I think, so ignore all that. But all that to say, Copy Chaser Games in Alberta is bringing us another weird text adventure narrative, heavily narrative focused game. Um, you uh, you kind of are using this like sort of four by three, which was like the ratio of the your generation used, I guess, for computers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a date in the bottom right uh, that's counting up in the 1980s. Uh, and... Yeah, a weird text adventure about death and sleep. What else can I read out of this? Let's see. Um, a a role-playing point-and-click throwback to classic text adventures of the 80s and 90s with modern choice mechanics and a character-driven story about nightmares, death, and ephemera. What is, what is ephemera, Steve? I don't know. All in glorious yeah. Things that exist or are used or enjoyed only for a short time. Interesting. Um, episode one will be three ninety nine. Episode two six ninety nine, and episode three will be nine ninety nine. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good. You got, you got, first, first one's cheaper. You know, you no, get them in. I, is that or is it? If you buy two of them, it's six ninety nine. If you buy all three, it's ten bucks. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah. So if you buy it. Okay, wait, let me read this instead of just speculating. Slumber Claws will be released episodically using Steam's early access system with pricing for the entire game increasing when each oh, new never episode mind. is added. Oh, so, for the, I see. 
so I think if you buy the first episode, you get the whole game for three ninety nine US. If you yeah. buy the second episode, you get the whole game for six ninety nine US. And if you buy it any time after the third episode, it's nine ninety nine. And doesn't Steam so, know that if you have like a DLC, like adjust the price automatically or whatever? Yeah, but I think how this is gonna work is like if you just buy the first episode, you get the rest and you bought the you got the cheap price. You know what I mean? So like if you buy episode one at three ninety nine, because it says uh pricing for the entire game oh, increasing when each new episode is added. <clears throat> I see what you're saying. But if so, you buy it at four dollars, then you then that's okay. Yeah, I think. I think a little, a little um, confused by that, but I, I get what you're saying. But mm-hmm. um even still, yeah. ten bucks is still not like a lot. Of money. No, it's nothing, and I think that's uh, obviously you got to play with different monetization options. It's an oversaturated market that Valve has no interest in curating at all. So if part of that incentive is like, hey, if you buy episode one, you're gonna pay the cheapest, and you'll still get the rest of them. So yeah, uh, that's smart. I think we'll see. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I like Tax Avengers. I didn't play Speed Game with Ghost. I remember when that came game came out. It's though. it's in the um. It's in probably one of those. Uh, it's definitely in the the BLM Ichio bundle. Oh, like one of my Ichio bundles? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah oh, you got I, it somewhere. Now I have it on. Now I have this. If when I get Steam Deck, I can play all those things. <laughs> you could, dude, dude, Steam Deck could just play Ichio games wherever yeah. you are. What? I have so Val, many Ichio Val games. Val do I that, like, what black. Nintendo don't. <laughs> See, you said you only have a hundred Steam games. How many Ichio games do you have? Just download Ichio. <laughs> Yeah, where is play uh, all those itchio games on your Steam Deck? My library. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so they did the bundles weird, where they don't actually count. You own the bundle, but you have to go to the bundle page and then look at everything and download it. So you can look up how big that bundle was and then add that to your library. But the itchio bundle stuff is weird and not the best. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Okay, so unfortunately, forty-three Otherwise, plus fifty-nine. I have great platform. One hundred and two pages of games <laughs> how, many, how many per page 50 25 one two three four five uh quite a bit more than quite i feel like counting right now what's uh i, I it's well over a thousand yeah you, you there's probably watch. some overlap as well too so. yeah yeah because i see absolutely. celeste in both of these things so yeah yeah <sighs> yeah i mean i like text adventure games too uh i like i like brief text adventure games and so if ephemera is like fleeting things that give you enjoyment hey maybe maybe this one's for me yeah, that's the thing. Like, if it's like, if this is like a two, three hour banner, like that's mm-hmm. that that's a Steam Deck Friday night. You know what I'm saying? If this is like later daters length Ooh, episodes, yes, sold. Bing, hit. That was easy. You know, like also make sure to have a great opening song like later. Yeah, yeah. And more <laughs> video game songs with lyrics. That's all I'm saying. Later, uh, daters. Slumber later, claws. It's good. Slumber claws. It's coming out this year. At least episode one is in early access. Uh, I'm going to pick it up for that first price to get the rest. I like that. And uh, I got to ask Steve, is Slumber Claws by Cup Chaser Games in Alberta on your Steam wish list? Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. That is it for wish list this this week. If you want us to talk about your game, we want to talk about your game. Get it to us. Any way you can. Contact CanadianDevs.com at CanadianDevs on Twitter. Yada, yada, yada. Do we got anything for Discord discussion this week? You wrote down Steam Deck, but I feel like we kind of talked about that already. Kind of talked about that. You know what did come up? I don't know if you saw it. It was the um, reviews thing where mm, someone talked to me. Someone someone tweeted that basically they were whenever they review. And I don't know where this person's from. Whenever they review games, they always play it on easy. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and then that uh, what's her name? Sophia Narwitz or whatever, who I guess is kind of just rubs people the wrong way. I don't know. I I. 
I don't know her that oh, well. Is that is that Colin Moriarty's uh, producer or whatever? Yeah, I think she was like one of the first people that kind of worked with him. Okay. So she basically shit on him, and then Colin retweeted and shit on the girl as well, and then that started like a whole thing of like accessibility and stuff like that, and Man. like w- reviews and and all that, and poo pooing people who play on easy or who review on easy. And all that that came up. I don't know if we actually discussed it in Discord though, so I don't know if it's really. You know that um, you know the GIF of uh, Lionel Hutz where he's like, "Can you imagine a world without lawyers?" <laughs> and it like cuts to the, the everyone holding hands. Around imagine the world. a world without Twitter. Oh my god. No, not even that. I'm like, imagine a world where someone else playing a video game on a different difficulty, you you didn't care about that. Imagine a world where how someone else enjoys a game literally didn't affect you, and it like cuts to the thought bubble with everyone holding hands around the world like, I know. that that's where i've come down on the the accessibility discussion i still think the cuphead guys gave me the dumbest answer ever at eglx when i asked them why there was no celeste style assist mode in cuphead um i at this point in in the year of our lord and savior 2021 if the way someone else plays a game bothers you at all even if they write reviews for games for ign Go outside, find a park, <laughs> lie down and touch some grass, take your shoes off, go get an ice cream cone and dip your feet in some water, and then come back inside and, and try to be angry about something that dumb again, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I don't read a lot of reviews anyways. Like, I barely read reviews. All I really, when I'm interested, I just look at the, the Metacritic score. That's all. Really, all I do, and then I talk to you and our Discord people about it, like I like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for me, it's like I wish, I wish we just knew a little bit more what people the the way people were playing games in terms of like even just like their TV and their setup. Because like when I was playing Resident Evil Seven or Eight, sorry, people mm-hmm. were saying how beautiful the game was and all that stuff. And like when I played on my old 1080p like TV from 14 years ago, I mm-hmm. it, it just like didn't really look spectacular and then i'm playing returnal i played returnal again today for the first time on my new on my actual tv and i'm like yo this mm. is like fucking legit and i just wish in terms of playing like on easy or normal or hard or like your setup or whatever i wish there was a and like your like the games you've played in the past i wish that was like set up front in the front end mm. of, a, of a review or someone's opinion where it's just like i played these games like someone who played resident Evil village and has never played a Resident Evil game will have mm-hmm. a different like kind of take on it than someone who's like me who has played every single game numerous times. Mm-hmm. And I wish that stuff was like more upfront in reviews. I think that's why I started not really listening to reviews because I'm just like I don't know who you are. I rather just listen to like Steven or people on the Discord, Dragon Slumber, Brad, like who are game designers or other people who are just in the industry or just like I know their gaming tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they know yours. That's another and, thing. Like the thing about talking about friends is like I know a kind of game I think Steve would like, and so yeah. I would only recommend a game I think you would like. But someone writing re- reviews for IGN has to cover everything, and so you're going into that not knowing that. Yeah, and in the end of the day, it's always just like someone's opinion. So I don't care mm-hmm. like what their opinion is. If they fucking if they hate, you know, whatever. Then mm-hmm. I don't like. I've hated popular games before. Like Okami, I think is like a terrible game, and that's like always mm-hmm. the one that I bring up as like my example because it's everyone loves that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, no, it's boring and, and garbage, and uh, it's just opinion. So I don't know. That came. I saw that on Twitter. I don't follow those people on Twitter, but like I follow people who follow them. Mm-hmm. And they just show up on my feed again. I'm just like, oh, why do like fuck, man? I wish <laughs> Twitter didn't show me 
what people like. What I, people, I think was that what that was about, and then you made fun of me. It was like, that. About that. <laughs> I joked with you because you you like so much stupid shit. I like I like too many things. <laughs> but I managed to fix that. Someone told me there's a way you can set it up as like you could just say I want Twitter to show me the latest, or I want Twitter to show me featured. And I just I made I changed it to like latest, and now it only doesn't show me people's likes anymore. Mm, so okay, I'm, I'm, it's coming clutch. Yeah, to your point though, I, I agree. Every review should have that context up front. And actually, a good example recently, I read a uh, Jordan Oleman's review of F1, and the, in the title of the re- review is like playing an F1 game as someone who's never played an F1 game before, because those mm. are very uh, intense. Like you want to change the different adhesive on your bolt in this <laughs> wheel or whatever, you know, like if you want to get into the nitty gritty of that game, you can, but in Jordan's review, he breaks down like, Hey, I don't play F1 games this is the first one. And I don't watch F1 really. It's except that it's on and someone's talking to me about it. And yeah. this is what I got from playing this game. And when you provide that context up top of a review, it sets everyone's expectations Anyone who can get mad at you for like, wait, why you do you don't play F one games? Why are you writing a review? And it's like, why are you reading a review of someone who's never played an F one game? If you want to read a review of someone who has, go read the 50, 60, 100 other reviews out there. Like yeah. this review is is written by someone who's never played F one games for an audience of people like me who's probably never played an F one game. And <clears throat> that context is what makes a review uh, useful to people because that's what reviews ultimately are. Unless like, there's a whole body of thought of people who sort of are looking for more like game critique or more academic analysis of games themes and stuff and that's where the whole youtube video essay communities exploded but yeah as far as just front page ign or GameSpot or kotaku every week trying to see what people think about games put that context up top i'm, yeah. I'm totally with you that's kind of why i like the metacritic because it gives you the average it gives you you can kind of get an idea of the standard deviation you just sort of look at it and you're like okay mm-hmm. you know a lot of people just rated this an eight it's mm-hmm. probably you know, you probably have a whole mix of bag of people in there who have, you know, who have played a lot of Resident Evil games, for instance, going back to Village, and and who haven't played it or who are new to the series, who only played seven, blah 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 blah, and um, and th- that's why like I just look at that, and then I kind of just like move on. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I think the last game I really read reviews on was Returnal because it was like the first kind of AAA quote unquote like roguelike. Roguelike. It was yeah. like that was a genre that was dominated by indies, and this was the first kind of big budget one. And I wanted to, so I was like reading reviews about that. But before Returnal, mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last game I read a bunch of reviews on. Like mm-hmm. I really just go to Metacritic and like sites like Kotaku and Polygon who don't even post review like scores. I don't even I don't even click it. Like I just mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother because it's just I'd rather talk to you or people on the Discord or my friends mm-hmm. um, about it because I just know them better. I know like the games you like and what you have played in the past. And if mm-hmm. I guess it was like different back in the day, cause I would listen to like all the IGN podcasts. So I feel like I knew like, you know, the Nintendo crew and the PlayStation crew and stuff like that. And so when they reviewed yeah, it, like when Greg Miller recommends taco master, I'm like, Oh, this is probably silly and I'm going to love it. Cause my taste often align with Greg's in that way. Yeah, exactly. But now it's like, I don't really even know any of the IGN people or mm-hmm. GameStop people or, Push Square or Polygon or Kotaku. Like, I don't know any of these mm-hmm. people anymore. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I like I spend way too much time online in video game space. And so I have, like, people... Like, when Resident Evil 8 was coming out, I was like, okay, I've played... I've beaten two Resident Evil games, and I really want to know what a the hardcore Resident Evil fans think about this. So I would go talk to you and, like, Steve, what do you think of Resident Evil 8? And then I would go listen to Waypoint Radio and Patrick Klepek, who's actually, like, talked to, like, the developers at Capcom and 
researched the development of the first game for pieces and has played every single game since and listened to what he thinks about it. And like, cause I'm also just as someone who likes the conversation around games, sometimes almost more than the games themselves is really mm-hmm. interests me. That level of like analysis from people who know what they're talking about, like you or Patrick or, uh, I don't know for, for another series, I would look to a different expert that I know of. Um, I want to know what they think of the game too. Cause I'm like, Oh, Resident Evil 8 was great. It, I don't know, I had a lot of fun with it, but I can't provide that level. I don't have that that context that you or others had have for that series that's been going on for like twenty five years now. Yeah, like the I, reason I why it, really interesting. Like too. the reason why I didn't like Village is because of what it does to the Resident Evil lore. Like, and that's something mm-hmm. that I only know of because I played like every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, gameplay, it's wise, all gibberish it's fine. to me anyway. Right? No, like, that's fair. Tori, Tori was on the couch, has never beaten a Resident Evil game. She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like, I don't know. I haven't played the other twenty years of this series. I, I don't didn't. Know what's uh, happening. I didn't tell Heather basically because you're piecing together your baby in that game. I didn't tell her. That, I didn't tell her that was the plot until like oh my I, God. I confirmed that. Like, you know, I basically beat it, and I was like, "Okay, here's what happens." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And different games handle that that like canon quote unquote so differently. Like, like a game like Ratchet and Clank is sort of like always, except for the remake of the first game. Every game is consecutively the next story mm. in a in a story that these characters don't age. I guess has been going on since the first game on PS2, and that's really easy to get into. Unlike something like Resident Evil, because of all the spinoffs. Because of the, I don't know, mangas probably and TV shows. And I, don't, <laughs> just I don't know. I'm There's just a new guessing. Netflix show. New, two new Netflix shows. One's animated, one's live action. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and their and games jump becomes, between times too. Like the, exactly. Like Resident Evil Revelations takes place between four and five. And you're like, what the fuck does that what? even mean? <laughs> what? It doesn't mean anything. And so it's like, it almost <laughs> becomes something like, I watched the first episode of Loki and I'm like, if you didn't see Endgame, that didn't make sense. And if you hadn't seen... Infinity War Endgame doesn't make sense. And if you hadn't seen the other 10 movies connected to Infinity War, Infinity War doesn't make sense. That's like when... And I'm like, uh, and I'm like so, the, so the first episode of Loki doesn't really make sense unless you've seen all this other shit. And so that's what that cutscene at the end of Resident Evil 8 felt like for me. I'm like, <laughs> I, I have no attachment to any of these characters. Yeah, I've, I've only seen two Fast and the Furious movies. The first mm-hmm. one when it came out in like 2002 or whatever. 2001. Like, I actually looked this up today. And and then fat, like one of the recent ones, not like the, the last one with Paul Walker. And, okay. he- Heather, and I went, Heather and I went to see it in theaters and we were like, the fuck? Is- <laughs> <laughs> so you, you saw one, seven, and then nine. I, saw, I didn't even see nine. Like I I've, basically it's like, okay, they went from stealing DVDs VHS players saving the world. I'm like, what is what happened? <laughs> Don't they go to space? Did that happen? I, I think that's the latest one. They're just like, awesome. that's what they're all memeing about because it's like, once you have family, you can do anything, including go to space. <laughs> including go to space. Anywho, that's our Discord discussion. If you want to talk about reviews and why people are getting butthurt about what difficulty someone plays a game on is stupid, hop on over to our Discord. I'll throw that link in the description too. I guess let's talk about what we've been playing, Steve. You've had a much more productive week playing games than I have, so uh, hit me. Uh, I downloaded Plague Tale Innocence or whatever. Um, PS5, uh, PS Plus game of the month. Check mm-hmm. it out. And, you know, it's. have you played Did you play it? I know it's like uh, it's like uh, the, during the plague. Yeah, so it's, it's plague. Like a third-person stealth game, but beyond that. Exactly, yeah. It's third-person stealth, sort of like uh, kind of a Last of Us feeling because you're like the Ooh. older sister and, and uh, the... the your little brother is like does your or like that. Uh, does and your character put their arm up and then the other character comes underneath your arm, kind of like Joel and Ellie? 
No. Oh, you, okay. you hold their hands, like, all the time. I love it's that. It's kind of cute. And, um, yeah, it takes place during, like, the Black Plague, and you're basically your whole family is murdered. And there's, there's like, a – I don't want to spoil it because it's it's cool, but there's there's more to it than just, like – it's not a history piece. Like there's, there mm. is some like kind of sci sci-fi element to it, and um, it's like really good. It's, it's definitely more stealth than like combat. Like you're not really fighting people because you're like a you're like a 14, 13 year old girl or something like that going up against. And like, there's like knights walking around. <laughs> yeah, there. exactly. You're you're usually stealthing around. However, the like not I won't go too deep into this, but the last like couple chapters is very combat heavy, and it it fucking it sucks like it it falls off a cliff and it's really oh, disappointing no. but lean up to that and with the story just kind of being like really interesting in terms of just like being different like it's not just like you know you're not just like fucking garbage 1300 french person living <laughs> with a bunch of rats or whatever killing people like there's more to it and there's a reason of going forward i mm. i thoroughly enjoyed it when I beat it, though, because of that, like, the tail, the drop-off, I was just like, oh, man, I don't want to, like, go back and get the Platinum. Like, it's pretty mm. easy Platinum if you follow a guide, which I don't... I typically don't want to follow a guide the first playthrough. I want to, like, just I'm beat it. I'm with you. And I'm then, with you. Yeah, replay. So when I beat it, I was just like, oh, man, I don't really feel like doing all this again. Just, like, that last, like, half hour, 45 minutes, like, really kind of just, like, was off-putting. Um, but overall, like, still, like, definitely... A lot of people like even said it was their game of the year and stuff. It's a great game and it has a sequel coming out too, so I'm hyped for it. Um, I didn't see too many people complain about like the ending though or the last like little bit, so I don't know if that's something. Hopefully, they kind of addressed it because like it's like you just they did well with the character in terms of like who you are. Like you're just like a 13 year old girl, you know, holding hands with their 10 year old sick brother. Like you're not going to be fighting, <laughs> so. No. But the last little bit, it's just like, ah, oh, man, it's, this is this is kind of drops off. Endings are hard. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, um, man. And then I've just been dabbling in a few things. I found my Vita charger after the move because of uh, Rush, Subway, Russian Rush, Subway, Subway Dogs hype. Coming next week. So played Darkest Dungeon again. I died, and I'm terrible at it. I played a little Castle Storm, and that's fun. Uh, and I, like I said, I did kind of restart Returnal because I've been – I was like basically Return? I played Returnal. I returned to Returnal, and I was like – this game is supposed to be gorgeous and like playing on this TV is like not great. It's not, it's reason why I didn't play ratchet. Cause I was like, no, this, I need to play this on a better TV and a better system or whatever. And so I've been, so now, so I restarted Returnal and it still needs a save feature. Like, I don't know how far I want to get to be honest, but mm -hmm. it's, um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of getting tired of roguelikes. Like I've been mm -hmm. for a while and I keep going back to them, but, um, it's, it's fine. It's, I'm not like, I'm not like crazy about it. You know what I mean? Did you play it? Did you get it? I Returnal? didn't. I found someone in Marketplace. They wouldn't go below 70. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll find a copy ch cheaper in the future. But I'm also in the camp of, like, I'm getting sold on a game. I'm like, oh, yeah, sick. And they're like, roguelike. Yeah. Like, I'm like, ah, shit. The shooting <laughs> is tight. The story is, like, really interesting. They they did put the roguelike dying part, like, kind of integrated into the story, which is cool. Like, it loads mm -hmm. so fast, too, which is neat. Like, you basically just press X on the icon on PS five. And then you're like in the game, like two seconds later, like it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But like, I'm like the whole time I'm playing a lot of these games. I'm like, fuck, I wish this was just like a seven hour, mm -hmm. you know, action shooter. I wish, I wish this was like every other house game I've played since elementary school. Yeah, exactly. I wish, you know, 
other just other indie like other games i'm just like i wish this was just like a seven to eight hour like 2d platformer or whatever type of game it is like Mm, and you brought that up with foregone and i get they're sick of the dead cells comparison but it kind of looks like dead cells and if dead cells didn't grab you because you keep dying and losing hours of progress foregone is straight up just that kind of tight action platforming on a linear game you can beat and make progress in yeah exactly exactly and i i haven't even played dead cells because i know i'm just like i kind of like I know it's good. It looks sweet, but I know I'm just going to like play it for like an hour or two and just be like, ah, okay, well, I don't really feel like doing this again. Just like mm-hmm. with minor upgrades and stuff like that. Like it takes kind of a special roguelike uh, whatever to get, to keep me under like under, under, wow, what was that game? Undertale? Underworld? What was the mining one? Under- the mining undermine for, uh, from uh, X gen in Edmonton, I think. Was is, it? is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, you're right. Undermine. Yeah, I was like, under something. Undertale is a different game. Undermine. No, no, no. Undermine's from the Vancouver studio. Motherload is the underground drilling one, I think, from X-Gen. But continue. Mm. I'm thinking of Undermine. Undermine was like, it. I, I think because it was a little cutesy and, and kind of Zelda-y. Zelda-y. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, I, I probably only played it, I played it maybe seven, eight hours. And that's these are, like that's the length of the game I want out of this. I'm like... I know you need to make it roguelike to extend the replay. Like that's why games were so difficult, like back in the NES days and shit like that. Like I understand that, but as someone who doesn't have fucking like 20, 30 hours a week to play games, like I'd much rather just have like a five, six hour game to just mm-hmm. like crush and beat and move on from. Sort of like Plague Tale Innocence, where I'm just like, okay, it took me like seven hours to beat or whatever, and now I'm just like I'm satisfied and I'm like, cool, that was great. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I, I know I'm like in the minority of that, but it's kind of, it brings it back to the whole dad deck thing where I'm just like, maybe, maybe yeah, Steve make deck it, will make it linear and put it on the dad deck and then yeah. Steve will play. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's how you get my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, I got two very exciting packages in the mail this week uh, for things Ooh, I yes. ordered yes, a yes, long yes, time yes. ago, a long time ago. I'd forgotten about, I got grindstone on my switch uh, and I got the pathless from squid. Oh, something games. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first PS five, uh, like limited run or slash. I am a bit physical copy I've gotten, which I'm very excited about. Uh, for those who don't know giant squid, uh, who did, um, Abzu, which was a huge, uh, game from one of the art directors on journey or something real, uh, Matt Nava, uh, uh, Matt Nava, when I was in like, first year or second year i played abzu and wrote like a review on my shitty blog and just tweeted it out i didn't tag him or anything i just said abzu in it and he replied to it and he was like oh thanks for the review i read it and i uh, appreciate your thoughts i was like oh you're the journey art director guy what are you doing on twitter reading 18 year olds reviews of abzu but yeah so he strikes me as a very earnest uh guy who's, who's genuinely out there just making cool shit and the pathless i'm vibing steve it's got yeah. a good it's got a good vibe it's uh fluid obviously is a word that gets tossed around a lot but no really like running in this game and uh there's these like points all the way around that you sort of hold r2 to charge up an arrow and hit and that uh sends an orb into your character which fills up their sprint bar so the really the way you keep moving really quickly and gaining momentum is uh you uh you start running you shoot something get that start sprinting and then when you charge up while you're sprinting your character slides on their knees to aim the arrow Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, I kind of try to do that going downhill. You get a bit more speed while you shoot the next one. And then when you're moving, you jump a little farther. And then if you're in the air and you shoot, you get your jump back 
So picture a bunch of those dots over a huge cavern and you jump, hit the one, get your jump, jump, hit the next one, get your jump back. And so the movement in the pathless, very fluid. And I, that, that word gets tossed around a lot, but no, straight up, it feels great just zipping around this game. Nice. Uh, it's got a similar sort of uh, journey story where your character doesn't talk and everything's kind of told through, you know, there are uh, dead bodies you can pick up little clips of story from and like uh, big murals you can walk up to and press X to get a little paragraph of text. I don't know what happened on this island. Something horrible happened uh, and all the gods are not doing so great. And then the God Slayer shows up I'm like, oh, this guy's trouble. He's clearly responsible for everything going on here. And then one of the gods he slays turns into this little eagle Um like the the god was a big blue eagle in the sky, but then the god slayer slayed it. So I think now it's like in a mortal form. But now this eagle is following me around, like helping me do things. And he kind of like sits on your arm, or when you're sprinting, is like flying really close to the ground next to you. And the eagle uh, you can use in, in combat in a, in a couple ways, and in, in uh, traversal in a couple ways. And I feel I feel like it's going to slowly layer on those abilities as I go throughout climbing this island there's like a huge glowing red thing at the top of this island i land at that i'm, I'm sure is the final destination but uh yeah, yeah. really nice. digging the pathless so far yeah i've been eyeing and, it uh, i want to i want to i want to pick it up i just like haven't really kind of gone to mm-hmm. it you know how when you get super, kind of just like when eventually you don't buy a game and you're just like okay i feel like this will go on game pass when it comes to xbox or i feel like mm-hmm. it'll be a play, ps plus game pretty soon or whatever <laughs> just no, kind of gets absolutely. closer and closer so because Abzu's been a free game on Epic and I think PlayStation, like it's been everywhere. So they, they've got yeah. those connections. I really and, liked uh, Abzu too. It was fun. Yeah, I did too. And Abzu straight up was just the journey underwater or journey underwater. And that's great. Journey's a great game and underwater is a cool place to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the pathless, uh, very, very fluid and fun, fast paced, um, traversal. Um, yeah. Sliding down the hill and the, with all the grass blowing, in front of you as you go and then the eagles like calling and coming down next you feel really cool uh so i'm, I'm digging the pathless and grindstone what's there to say about that that hasn't been said yet steve nothing i did play that new update um my uh, my little son and my wife back home in the hut have weekly challenges for me now that give me hats which is the last i think uh cosmetic like i think this might this might be the last update steve we talked a bit last week with eric where in their tweet they were like take on what's the bad guy's name one last time. And I was like, what does that mean? Is this the end of grindstone content? I think it might be. And that's okay. It's they, they gave us too much already with version 1.0 and everything else has been gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh that's all I've been playing this week. Um, nice. It's been a good week. I'm very excited. Got some friends coming to visit this week. Let's do our, um, let's do our uh, check-in with the crow sworn Kickstarter before I look it up. Uh, I'm gonna guess what were they at last week? They were they blew past their funding in the first like four hours. I'm gonna guess they're around 300k Canadian. And I'm gonna hit oh, enter right. Oh, you gotta be very surprised. I'm gonna hit enter right now. Good lord, five hundred forty-five thousand two hundred seventy-seven Canadian dollars. Almost nine thousand backers. Twenty-one days to go. Let's see what they're at with the. Uh, they've blown past their first one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, what do you call these? Stretch goals, and the next one coming up is a bonus gun plush for the 275 tier and above Giants Graveyard and Starling Reward tier. Holy moly, Steve. 
this game's going to hit a million easy. Mm, for sure. Because uh, Kickstarter campaigns get the majority of their money in that last 24 hours. And if they got half a million now, what the hell? Yeah. Man, this is going to be one of the biggest Canadian indies ever. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's it's going down to Sea of, uh, of, of Stars. I keep forgetting the name. Yeah, Sea of Stars from, uh, uh, what was it? The Messenger Devs. Messenger Sabotage. Devs. Sabotage no. Studio. Wait, yeah, yeah. Sabotage Q. 1.6 million was what they had. So we're we'll keep an eye. Keep an eye. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to keep covering this one. Uh, shout out to uh, Alex and the, and the crew in London, Ontario. I'm sure they must be elevated steve this is huge also like must be feeling the heat like man i can't imagine the pressure that comes with something like this but um yeah at a they've already announced physical copies with fan gamer i went down here for a 100 bucks uh you can get a physical copy of the game for pc steam or current generation they got the ps5 box dude let's just get this on ps5 100 bucks though i don't know if i want to spend that much on a all all due respect to them i don't want to buy a game that's expected 2023 i don't even know that's true we're going to be we're going to be cooked before that so Mm, yeah i'm just like you know i need that money now (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get the i'll get the punctual punctual bird tier i think but uh that's fair yeah those those physical copies aren't going anywhere they partnered with fan gamers so i'm sure i'll pick it up actually no Lots to think about. We got time. We'll think about it. Anyway, that's our Crow Sworn check-in. Uh, game's doing fire over on Kickstarter. Going to be one of the biggest Canadian indie games in a while, Steve. Mm-hmm. In a hot minute. Although this is coming out after the projected release date for CS Stars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Timelines are hard. <laughs> yeah, because for CS Stars, what did they give it? Hold on, let me find it. I'm pretty uh, sure they gave CS it CS Stars uh, is estimated delivery... Is March 2022. Yeah, so this is coming out a whole year after that. Good lord. Anywho. Are we in 2021 now? Oh, yo, March 2022. That's not that far. Actually, that's... Ooh. Did you back see stars? No, I didn't. Same same thing where I was just like, mm, you know, it's so yeah. far. And then, like, far, far it's away. sort of like... I have the opposite where I'm like, okay, they have their money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, yeah, like, they made it. They don't need my money. Yeah, like, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it when I'm ready to just give them money for the product. Yeah. They don't need yeah. my money to finish the Kickstarter. I've the, the times where I've done Kickstarter, it's like I want to see this thing like actually happen. But yeah, it's like make or break. Like I uh, I backed Haste that that card kind of real time card game didn't make their goal. I think they got sixty percent of the way through it. So yeah, I was I was kind of pulling for them on that one. So I hope they still have the Steam page up and I think they're working on it. But it was kind of like a do or nothing Kickstarter. Yeah. So yeah, I hope they take that interest around. Maybe land a publisher for that one. Yeah, I want to back those kind of games where I'm like, ooh, yeah, you guys needed my help on this one. Yeah, that feels kind of, that feels kind of shitty to say, but I know. Oh man, let's talk about bets we got ongoing, Steve. Actually, after we do the thank you, uh, that's it. Episode 192, of the Canadian Game Devs.com podcast. Did I say 192 up top? I did. Good. This is a show supported by our amazing patrons. We love them and cherish them. They're over at Patreon.com/slash Canadian Game Devs. You can go us uh, go give us money there for special two day early access to the podcast, game key giveaways every month, discount codes for gaming gaming events, a uh, special channel on our Discord where we talk to our patrons about the work we're doing on the site and what they want from us. Uh, and at the five dollar credited tier or higher, we want to talk to you and thank you every week, like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, 
Eleanor, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zarco, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacy H. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review, please. We'd love to take your feedback. Uh, good and bad, just let us know how we can improve the show for your ear holes. If you're not on a site or service that lets you leave a review, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Drop us any questions you have, too. That'd be, that'd be cool. I liked answering Aaron's questions. Um, yeah, that's it. You can find all our links in the uh, Canada Game Devs, at Canada Game Devs on Twitter. You can find Steve and I there if you want to follow us for some reason. Steve just posts about how annoying I am, and I just post annoying things. So yeah, go follow <laughs> us there. Uh, and for ongoing bets, uh, Eric and Steve picked Italy to win. Of course, they were right. Yeah. And uh, uh, I put $20 into a stock. It wasn't RBC or TD because for some reason I can't do whatever that kind of stock you were talking about. Partial. So I, I just bought more Leaf. Shout out to them. That's fair. Make, making games. Um, and Steve's still going with U.S. basketball not winning gold. It'll be oh, the first man. time in like 26 Olympics or something, right? Something silly. Yeah, ever since the NBA players went there too. The the, the women's team lost their their um, exhibition game as well against Australia. So do, so is an exhibition game like we're just warming up or that being they yeah, don't pretty much. anymore? Okay. No, 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 yeah, okay. much. Uh, any new bets you want to lock in this week? Who do you like in the NBA? Because that went to game seven, right? Or is, that, is that game still? Uh, it's, it's game, Bucks are up 3-2, so they have two more. They, Bucks okay. have to win one more before the Suns win two. I'm going with Bucks, but I feel like that one's not doesn't count because it's, you know the Bucks are up 3-2. So. Do you like Bucks in six or seven? Mm, oh, that's okay. That's fair. Um, I think they close on six. I think they're done. Bucks and six. Steve's locking in. And we'll know. Actually, either way, we'll know. I think the game six is Tuesday and the next game is Thursday or something like that. So, um, I don't have anything I'm particularly passionate about this week. The Nova Scotia election's coming up. Wait a minute. We're yeah, at stage would, three uh, now. Is casinos open? Are casinos open, Steve? For your sake, I hope they are. Uh, I'm going to say right now, uh, although actually, I don't know. It's the start of a campaign. There's a lot that could go on. The Liberals have had an iron grip around the province of Nova Scotia for decades, so I, like, something horrible would happen to them. Like July twenty third, like baby. That's when casinos open. Apparently, in Casino Niagara, at least this Saturday. You going? Oof, this I Friday. This I live Friday. pretty far from Niagara Falls now, too. So yeah, you difficult. do. Hanover has a. Oh, I Where's right the now. closest casino to you? Uh, Hanover is like forty minutes away. Okay. Um, I would say uh, liberals get a healthy majority in uh, Nova Scotia again, but <laughs> Ian Rankin has one more amazing, delicious, juicy scandal come out, I hope. Yeah, I wonder if he's just like laying out this one so that the next, you know, when the, when they find the fucking, like, the baby, the dead baby in the backyard yeah, or something. Yeah, in the backyard or something. Steve, at this point in my life, if the conservative guy came out and he was like, Every day I'm premier, I'm going to chuck a kitten into the <laughs> harbor. But I will give you rent control. I got to be honest, Steve. You, you take it? I'd have to take that. I'm desperate out here, man. I'm getting fucked every week. Like, it is one of the grossest provinces to try and live in. If someone, if anyone, for the love of God, comes out with rent control, because the liberals already said they're not, it's not good for housing providers, which is a very great way to say land leeches. If anyone can come out with rent control, you got my vote. I don't care about the rest of your platform. I just I fucking need, I need help, Steve. I hear you, man. Well, then patreon.com slash... Patreon.com slash... I don't want to move again. Uh, 
God damn it. What a joke. I mean, we're in the timeline where some guy got in front of a podium, said, I don't remember how many times in my life I've done blackface. And then he won. Like, that's what we're dealing with here, Steve. That's the electorate who's out here making decisions about the future of my life. It's terrifying. I'll go out there. I'll, I'll run. I'll, I'll thank go. you, Steve. I would vote for you in a heartbeat. Aww. Oh, man. Just like yeah, a the, Nintendo uh, Switch, no Nintendo Switches in the province till they add a fucking achievement system and boom, control. yeah, kick down doors and take everyone's Switch away until and then delete all their shit until we get achievements. The so the NDP lady out here was doing these like Facebook ads and, and she was so it was like this square image and it was like twelve dollars question mark thirteen dollars question mark fifteen dollars exclamation point the NDP would bring a fifteen dollar minimum wage and I commented I'm like fifteen dollars might have been good like ten years ago but like that's still not enough to live on and then she replied to that and she was like that's a great point the living wage in Halifax regional municipality is actually twenty two dollars an hour to enable to afford a one bedroom apartment and still have money for groceries and stuff and I replied to them like wait so if you know what the living wage is why don't you just run on the living wage no reply and i'm like oh my god like you almost had her you almost had her i was like i was like if so the fact that they know what people need but won't run on what people need is like you guys are gonna do so bad like you guys are gonna get rinsed like no one no one will get excited about you guys and won't vote and like it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be bad steve Oh well, Jagmeet's got some good TikToks. <laughs> Alright, I hear my daughter kind of screaming and stuff, so That's it for it. us. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good week. Goodbye. Bye. Quote of the day is how much time he gains who does not look to see what his neighbors say. Oh, shut up. I this can't read much. this whole quote. It's too much. If you can't tell me in 25 characters or less, it clearly wasn't worth my time.